Once Upon a Time in Adequately Advanced Magic. Before anything else happens, you hear someone kicking the door in. Of the shop? Of the shop. And you see three gnolls with ski masks on. You see these humanoids, they look like half, uh, they look like human-hyena hybrids. One of them, a larger one, is carrying a shotgun. And he yells into the shop, Alright, this is a stick-up! Everybody get on the floor! Welcome to Falcon's Reach, a city in which magic is technology. You're listening to Adequately Advanced Magic. in the shop at this point we'll say the three of you guys were in the back in the back row okay just looking out the jymo voucher bar machine we're all in the back row we're just not together nicholas and i are looking at whatever or nicholas is looking at what he's looking at Hercules probably uh lost the thread a little bit and is kind of wandering or looking at a different shelf sirius will definitely like you know run to the to the front of the store and be like frpd Criminals, stop what you're doing. This is a crime. And crime is bad. <laughs> and takes out her... What is it? What would she have at this point? She has like a one of those like... What are they called again? The like the little like batons? The, the extendable batons? Yeah. And she pulls that out and she's like, Stop what you're doing and turn away from your evil ways. Also, you're under arrest for, for attempted robbery. Are they convinced that they're bad? <laughs> <laughs> so bad. The three of you are inside this Soulsmart, a convenience store. It's about 30 feet wide by 60 feet long. And there's two shelves located in the interior, basically splitting the store into three columns. There is a row in the back and a sort of another row in the front. And near the entrance, which is at the bottom in the south, is a counter behind which is a particularly scared-looking dwarf. Three gnolls, these sort of half-human, half-hyena-looking hybrids, with ski masks on and various weaponry, have barged in and now are attempting to rob the store. Sirius, you've run up to accuse them of their crimes. (laughs) Damn straight. Meanwhile, here, here, and Niklaus, where are you guys? I'm still at the back. I'm sort of looking up with interest at the... At the Knowles. And where was the, the Jymo vending machine that I was purchasing stuff from? We can say the two of you guys are just next to each other. As I heard the commotion and saw the, the ruffians enter, Niklaus attempted to hide behind that the, the aisle shelf thing. And he uh, takes a moment to create a telepathic connection with Hercules so he doesn't have to speak out loud. He's like, this is not the kind of day I was hoping we would have. Well, there's a cop, so she probably has it in control. We'll see. Olivia is also there. And she gets into her defensive stance and she's like, let me at him, let me at him. (laughs) Uh, She's just like, ah. And we're going to go ahead and roll for initiative. It's going to be a big old 16 for Niklaus. Herc here got 15. Cirrus got a 14. Wow, straight. (laughs) Just just fantastic. I'm sad I failed to to persuade the criminals that they were wrong. (laughs) That they've made poor choices in life. <laughs> oh, yeah, how about we do some pre-battle rolls? 
Uh, Nicklaus, go ahead and do your hide roll. Alright. It's not too bad. 16 plus 2 is going to be a 18 for stealth. Nice. And Sirius, you can do your persuasion check. <laughs> persuasion. It's a 9. <laughs> yeah. What did you say again to them? Basically that crime is bad and she knows that they can do better. Wait, hold on. I know you... <laughs> I know you can do better. I know you feel like you need to, to to steal to survive, but there are other ways. Don't do this. It's a slippery slope. The bigger Noel, he stops for a second and he's like, you know what? You're right. Wait, I don't care. And then he raises his shotgun and he's going to try and shoot you. <laughs> it's, like, it's like super rude. Classic Noel. <laughs> Wait, you're right. Wait, no. Hold on. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to turn my life around after today <laughs> i just need i just need this like one score one more murder and i'll have completed my murderville card the bigger knoll raises his shotgun and three glowing darts of magical force fly towards you serious oh this is a magic missile yes it seems like there's multiple magic missiles Ooh. uh-oh are you going to kill me off immediately? It does 13 force damage. I mean, it's not great, but she's beefy. <laughs> yeah, the glowing darts of magical force thud in a row against your body armor. Uh, d- d- Ow! That's assaulting a police officer. Really, really, it's a slippery slope, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, it pushes you back a little bit, and some of the, you sort of bump into one of the vending machines, breaking the glass. Some cheap-ass glass. Yeah, this is worth I'm like, I'm sorry! <laughs> <laughs> One of the other gnolls moves up down the first aisle towards Hyrcure, Niklaus, and Olivia. He's going to move 30 feet down from the entrance. He pulls out a pretty fancy-looking carbon fiber longbow. Jeez. And he prepares to shoot at you guys. He can't really see Niklaus nor Olivia. Quick process of elimination. <laughs> and he yells at Hyrcure to get on the floor and to put your hands on behind your head. And he's going to prepare to shoot you if you do anything other than that. Okay. It's Niklaus's turn. Niklaus slinks away from the one that was approaching, hopefully staying low and behind the shelves so he doesn't get seen. And he tries to get a look at the two knolls that are still by the front, but basically by going maybe peeking around the, the length of the middle aisle. Mm-hmm. And he kind of whispers under his breath as he casts dissonant whispers at second level as the whispers begin they kind of start doubling up on themselves like there's two voices speaking as he uses a sorcery point to twin the spell wow oh actually two sorcery points to twin it since it's second level they roll with some saving throws all right the two that are still in the front is the big one and a normal sized one the normal-sized one rolls a 20. Mm-hmm. The big one that just shot the police officer in the front rolls a 10. Okay, so one fails, one passes. The one that succeeded will take half damage. So it'll be 4d6 psychic damage. Wow. Only two at a time. Two fours. And another two. Two and a four. 14 psychic damage to the one that failed mm-hmm. and seven to the one that passed and the one that failed must use its reaction to move as far as its speed allows away from me it doesn't move into obviously dangerous ground but it does have to try to flee okay with its um, reaction yeah you sort of tactically peek around the other corner and you do this and you see both the big knoll and the normal sized knoll suddenly clutch their heads as if they're in pain one of them being slightly more affected than the other how does this game work again? Do they do the reaction, like, immediately? <laughs> yeah, reactions are, like, immediately. Unless he already used it, but I don't think he has yet. The big gnoll's going to back up a little bit into the bottom left corner, sensing some sort of terrifying presence in the back middle of the convenience store. Oh, Olivia. <laughs> <laughs> does the police officer get an opportunity attack? I think we'll say that he wouldn't let her get within five feet before shooting. That makes sense. So we can, we'll say, like, you're 10 feet away, but that's okay. Sure. Yeah. Meanwhile, you hear some terrified screams come from the right side of the convenience store. It's that middle-aged tiefling mom and her child. Oh, that's right. And now it's Hyrcure's turn. Okay. 
So the knoll is 30 feet away from me? Yeah. Herkir will start to get down on the ground and then cast Infestation on the knoll. He must take it, make a con saving throw. They roll a five. They do not make it. He will take 1d6 poison damage, four points of poison damage, and moves five feet in a random direction if it can move, and its speed is at least five feet. Roll a d4 for the direction. Do you want me to roll? He used up his movement already. Okay. So I don't, I, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't think he can go anywhere. He just takes the damage. Yeah. What does it look like? Herkir is sort of slowly lowering himself to the floor. He's got sort of his hands up, and then he just kind of points a little bit at the knoll, and suddenly just a swarm of bugs and mites and flies and mosquitoes are uh, all around his head and upper chest and burrowing into his fur, and it's very uncomfortable for him. Yeah, it looks like his mange is getting worse. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, his mange goes away. It's just covered in bugs. It looks like it's moving. It's very Uh, gross. He bumps into the shelves of Magitek and a couple of them spill all over next to him. It's Sirius's turn. What kind of, like, terrified scream was this, Joey? Like, how terrified was this scream? On a scale of nonchalant to terrified, probably, Nonch- like, in, like, a 7 and 7.8. Okay. Um, was it the middle-aged T-Flank, or was it the sun? It was both. Oh, wow. I just saw a cop. Well, I don't know what they saw. They heard the threat, I guess. Yeah, I'm trying to... I, I was trying to determine if, like, something came over... Well, nothing would have come over to them. We're, like, all here. Okay, then, yeah, I will change my action to... Joey, do I have my, like, powers at this point? Yeah, we can say so. Okay, let's see. Then I will use... How about we give, like, favorite where you sort of don't really know what's going on, though? Okay, so in my heart... In my heart of hearts, <laughs> I'm like, Holy Tamara, help me show these these lost souls how how wrong they are and i cast command on the uh knoll that's in front of me and he has to and i say flee and he must do a wisdom saving throw or follow that command on its next turn i'm just picturing i'm just picturing the, the knoll like thinking there's actually fleas because <laughs> part hyena so. where <laughs> he rolls a 16 Okay, so that's that's super cool. So <laughs> uh, yeah, he's like fleas. I hate fleas. Where my fa- my faith my faith is not shaken yet. This is in action. Yes. Okay. I go, but I do go and run and stand next to the the knoll that's that I was just talking to. So the not the big one, but the yeah. Yep. You move up to the the normal looking knoll. Yeah. Hello, normal looking knoll. You look so normal. You see man. Average example of your species. Peak null. <laughs> he doesn't enjoy you entering his personal space, so he pulls out a spear and he tries to stab you. It's super rude. Oh, no. Rolls a 10. That does not hit. No one likes, no one likes the cops. Yep. He stabs into the shelving and some a bunch of cans of stuff fly everywhere. Okay. Olivia, meanwhile, runs up to the knoll that is in front of you, Hukir, and attempts to, like, punch him, but she just goes through him. The knoll feels a little bit cold. The knoll that is in charge, but is scared at the moment, he's going to try and shoot at you again, Sirius. Oh, okay. With magic missile? Yeah. He raises his shotgun and he lets loose another three darts of magical power. This time he rolls ten damage. Ow. Things could be better, but it's fine. Having been attacked by fleas, the knoll in front of Hukir sees that there's really only one person in front of him. He's going to pull out his spear and run up to you and try to stab you. To me? Yep. Bye. Wait, are you prone right now? I didn't get all... You're crouching? Yes. Okay. He rolls a nine. That does not hit. Yep. You tumble roll out of the way. Meanwhile, the knoll stabs one of the... I can't believe this isn't electrolytes. <laughs> Some yellowish fluid starts leaking everywhere. You? Oh no. It's back to Niklaus. Hearing the screams, uh, Niklaus moves over to the far right aisle and takes a peek. What's he see? The middle-aged tiefling housewife and her son. She sort of has her body positioned in a way to protect him, and they're just cowering in the middle of the aisle. Do they see me? 
We'll say the mom is looking in the opposite direction, but the kid does see you. Okay, I just make a, the finger over the lips motion to him to indicate to be quiet. Mm-hmm. And then I peek my head up over the shelves a little bit, like between two like, cereal boxes. <laughs> Do I see any of the gnolls? You see the uh, the normal looking gnoll that is still over here, and he is engaged with the police officer. Alright, seeing that gnoll there fighting the police officer, I again just kind of mutter under my breath, and it just sounds like incomprehensible speech, just something that sounds painful, but it's just kind of a quiet whisper. And I cast Mind Sliver on um, that guy. He has to make an intelligence saving throw. He rolls a 9. Fails. So he's going to take 1d6 psychic damage, which is a 2. I'm going to use a sorcery point to re-roll that, empowering the spell. It's a 5. So he takes 5 psychic damage, and he has to subtract a 1d4 if he makes a saving throw in his next turn. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of duck back down behind the, the cereal boxes. Yep. As you do that, he suddenly jolts back a little bit from the pain. Sirius, you get the feeling that something is hurting it. He's get really bad migraines. Yeah, you're not exactly sure what it is. Uh, can I look around and try to try to perceive or? <laughs> yeah, we can we can say that you like take a look around and you see Niklaus poke his. <laughs> You got your your eyes meet for just a split second, and he ducks underneath the cereal boxes again. Herkir, it's your turn. From a crouch, Herkir just looks up at the knoll, and a flaming scimitar appears in his hand, and he attacks. Sixteen. That hits. The knoll takes eleven points of damage. Fiery, fiery damage. Herkir hops up to his feet, slashing the knoll on the way. Yeah. You hop up to your feet and you make a wide slash with your flaming scimitar, cutting him across his chest and also slicing a bunch of JYMO protein bars in half. Does Niklaus see like flames happening two aisles over? Yeah. <laughs> Sudden light from the back. He, he just thinks so to Hercule. What's everything okay over there? I see a lot of fire. There's a knoll. I'm taking care of it. All right. Everything's good over here. I'm keeping an eye on the, the mom and the son. Sounds good. Let's see if I can actually be useful this time. All right, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to be like, I'm sorry, sir, but you're forcing me to do this. This is for, this hurts me more than it hurts you. <laughs> <laughs> and I hit him with my extendable baton. Okay, it's a nine. A nine does not hit. You attempt to whack the knoll on the head, but he dodges out of the way, and you break some things that are on the countertop. I'm sorry. Does does that you know laugh? Yeah. <laughs> The, the null cackles. This is, not, this is not a good introduction to my character. <laughs> <laughs> I think it. I think it really sets the tone. <laughs> the null you just try to hit sidesteps and twists around and tries to spear you. Rude. He rolls a thirteen. That is inappropriate. That does not hit. Olivia has decided that she cannot really help. She pulls out a magazine and. Uh, <laughs> is there just she, a floating magazine there? She reads it. <laughs> We'll say, like, uh, it got knocked over at some point, and it's, like, open to a page, so she's just looking at it. <laughs> it's back to the top. The big knoll has run out of shots in the shotgun. Legend oh, away. Thank goodness. From his back, he pulls out a glaive. Whoa. Ooh. Glaive? It's a pole arm. You don't just pull out a pole arm. <laughs> casually. Although maybe he's really big. He casually pulls out a pole arm from behind his back, and it actually has a reach of 10, so from his corner, he can poke at you. Serious. So rude. I'm picturing like uh, handles for like Swiffers. They like extend out. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a collapsible pole. Collapsible glaive. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Okay. Yeah. The bigger knoll from behind his back, he pulls out what at first appears to be a two foot long stick. And then he swings it out and it extends into a glaive with a reach of 10 feet. And he's going to try and stab Cirrus. The first attack is a nat one. He forgot to he forgot to lock it. Yeah. He forgets to lock the mechanism together and the glaive just flops to the floor impotently. Tee. <laughs> but he he swings it again, attempting to lock it in place, and then tries to stab you again with his second attack. And this time he rolls a sixteen. That also misses. Yep. Dang. Since he missed the first time, you see that he's preparing to stab you. And as the second attack comes, 
She sucks in her gut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you sidestep just a couple of inches out of the way. Cool. Love it. The one next to Hirkir pulls out his spear from the... I can't believe it's not electrolytes. And he's going to try and stab you again. This time he also rolls in that one. Hirkir doesn't even know he's made an attack. So <laughs> He's starting to like make like a... I can't believe it's not electrolytes kebab. <laughs> I can't believe it's not a real spear. <laughs> Nick Klaus, it's your turn. Okay. He's going to focus on that same... No, he was... Actually, no, he's going to change focus to the one with the glaive. Can he see him if he pops his head up a little bit? Yeah, just barely you can see the top of his head. Okay, so he will use his bonus action, and this time he does do a small hand motion, as well as muttering under his breath as he casts X with this bonus action. And it's going to give disadvantage on ability checks for strength. And for his action, he will cast Mind Sliver as... Another spike of psychic energy goes towards the guy, and he has to make an intelligent saving throw. He rolls a 10. Fails. Takes 1d6 psychic and 1d6 necrotic. So that'll be 6 total damage. Yeah, the big null is like, ow. <laughs> and if he makes a saving throw, again, uh, subtract a 1d4. Mm-hmm. All right, Hukir. Hukir will... Again, slash with his flame blade. 24. Nice. That hits. Or 23, sorry. Oh no. <laughs> 12 points of damage. Yeah, the knoll in front of you is incapacitated. Did you want him to die or non-lethal? I mean, it's, it's a burning sword. I'm not sure how you non-lethal that. Yeah, in general, I'll be pre- uh, pretty lenient in the non-lethal slash lethal department. So. There's a cop on the ground, so he'll uh, he'll go non-lethal for now. Mm-hmm. The guy just like faints. <laughs> <laughs> he's about to hit the attack, and the guy's just like, oh. he's, he's just got like big burning scimitar marks on his fur. <laughs> Describe to us how you knock him out. Seeking to maximize the damage without necessarily killing him, he hits him with the flat of the blade, and the smell of burning fur and flesh comes out, and the uh, Noel faints. From the burning. Yeah, the camera zooms in for a second as the the flat of your blade smashes into his face and his face is all crooked. <laughs> and his head flies into the shelf and it like straight up crashes through two layers of it. There's one flame it's doused by. I can't believe it's not Gatorade. <laughs> I'm picturing the face like uh, from Home Alone with the guy who got the iron on the face. <laughs> 100%. All right, and it's back to Cirrus. Cirrus looks over to Hercure and she's just like, uh, nice job, citizen! And then turns toward this dude and is gonna attempt a, uh, another whack. Come on, come on, come on. Does a, does a 12 hit? A 12 does not hit. Alright. <laughs> so, alright. Well, this, this is the state of the Pockets Reach Police Force. <laughs> Let's see. Well, let's see. I, I do have a bonus action because I want to do like a spell like that works. I'm going to cast Shield of Faith on myself, which will raise my AC by two. Yeah. I don't know. I touch my, my Falcon's Reach Police Department badge and I'm like, I need protection. And like I suddenly start, I guess, glowing or shimmering a little bit. She suddenly has a pretty princess dress on. It's very shimmery. <laughs> We'll say there were, like, some cigarettes or something on the counter, and for some reason you just, like, really hate cigarettes, so you keep whacking it. <laughs> Smoking's bad! The Null steps out of the way. He's going to, once again, do a little twisty turn, and then he's going to try and stab you again. This time he rolls a 19. That would have hit, but now my AC is 21, so he does not hit. Wow. It perfectly uh, hits his little badge. <laughs> <laughs> it, like, it, yeah. it, looks like, it looks like it goes through, like, a coat, but really it was blocked by the badge. <laughs> For a hot second, looks like you got stabbed, except he just happened to stab straight into your badge, and it glances off over to the side. Olivia keeps reading her magazine. Can I, like, I could see her, right? You actually can't see her, so it's very peculiar for you. I just, to her, I'm like, ma'am, get down! This is a dangerous place to be, reading magazines! Olivia looks a little bit surprised. And then I turn towards she, my... She's making so many friends in one day. Friendship. All of a sudden, I'm super visible. What's happened? The big knoll is like, I hate cops, and then tries to stab you again. He rolls a 12 on the first one, and a 7 on the second one. 
Well, I I don't hate you, but I do wish you'd stop trying to stab me. <laughs> he's going to make a howl, and he's going to have the other Knoll use its reaction to attack. Wow. So he's going to try and spear you again, and once again it bounces off because they rolled a seven. <laughs> from from the back, here, here, Niklaus, you just see this policewoman come under very heavy attack. Oof. Hercules conflicted about this. I'm like, stay back, I've got this under control! <laughs> <laughs> Niklaus says to Hercule, I don't know if she has it under control. This, this is totally normal. <laughs> I don't think she does at all. Sounds like everything's <laughs> wrapped up over there on your side. Yep. Don't think he'll be getting up for a while. It's Niklaus' turn. Niklaus, seeing the the officer in a little bit of trouble... A bit. Just a bit. A little bit. Decides to step out into the aisle in the middle, so as to draw attention away from the, the tiefling and son on the other aisle. Uh, holds up a magic pistol and pretends to shoot a ray of frost from the pistol while really he's shooting <laughs> using his elder spot, <laughs> using his own like cantrip spell at the whichever of the gnolls looks the most beat up actually no sorry the one he hexed earlier none of them have been beaten up <laughs> <laughs> the uh the one he hexed earlier which i think was the big guy mm-hmm. uh so he'll roll an attack Ooh. Uh, nine plus seven 16 a 16 hits 16 hits! 1d8 plus 1d6. He does 6 damage. 4 necrotic. Sorry, 4 cold to necrotic. Mm-hmm. Its speed is reduced by 10. And then he just kind of like does like the tactical end of the aisle, like back to the wall, peeking around the side to <laughs> reduce his uh, profile. Your ray of frost flies over the shelves and hits the knoll, the big knoll and little bits of ice start to form on his fur. Just like, you need to chill, sir. Yep. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> 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 like, cringes. <laughs> Mitchell also cringes. <laughs> it's Hirker's turn. Okay, so I'm like 60 feet away, or a little bit under. So Hercule will move 30 and then cast Infestation on the, the Knoll with the Glaive. Yep, they roll a... What is it? Constitution save. The big knoll rolls a 7. The knoll does not succeed, so he will take 1d6 poison damage. Six points of poison damage. Nice, nice, nice. Um, if it's got movement, it can uh, move in a random direction. It has to move in a random direction to get... I think he actually does have movement, but he's stuck in the corner, so he can only move north or to the right. Okay, I'll roll d6. 1 through 3 will be north, and 4 through 6 will be right. Yep. Right. So moves five feet. Okay. Yeah, he moves five feet. Now he's blocking the entrance. Someone needs a bath. Kuku, you dramatically move down 30 feet. Do you do you walk through Olivia or around her? No, I walk around Olivia. Okay, yeah. Gonna, I like step over her magazine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you dramatically move down 30 feet down this aisle of the convenience store, gently stepping around Olivia, who's still reading her magazine. Uh, she gives you a thumbs up as you pass by. All this time, you're preparing your infestation spell, after which a bunch of fleas and mites attack this knoll, and he sort of, as he's trying to brush it all off, he stumbles five feet in front of the entrance. Alright, it's back to Sirius. So, I pull out my bigger extendable baton, <laughs> <laughs> which has the sats of a warhammer, for, for the extra tough criminals. Uh, and I attack with that. And that's a 19. That hits. Okay. That'll be a 1 day 8 plus 3. Okay. So it'll, they'll take 7 uh, bludgeoning damage. Yeah, the, the camera cuts to the same angle that appeared earlier when Hukur used the flat of his blade to hit the guy's face. This time, though, it's a war hammer hitting this guy's face, and now one of his eyes is, like, completely closed from the swelling. Is he incapacitated? He is not incapacitated. In fact... He's going to make a last-ditch attempt to slide over the counter and go ahead and do an opportunity attack, Sirius. Oh, shoot, I can do that. Okay. Uh, 18. That hits. Alright. Does he look bad, though? Does he look close to being incapacitated? Yeah. Okay. Ooh, that's max. Okay, so that'll be 11 damage. The Knoll takes a look over his shoulder at the cowering 
Soulsmart dwarf. And you can see the gears cranking <laughs> in his head that he's going to try and take this guy hostage or something to try and get out of here. But as he leaps over the counter, you hit hit him. What, what, what does that look like? Half-elf hits Noel with Warhammer. This isn't, listen, this isn't Sirius's first time dealing with a Soulsmart robbery. You know, these I, these kind of things are common in the city. And so this is a classic move that these criminals tar- try to pull. So as soon as she sees his eyes darting between, like, her and the dude, and then back to her and the dude, she, like, raises her weapon, and he turns, and she cracks him in the back of the head non-lethally. And he, you know, he falls over. And she's like, (laughs) crime doesn't pay. (laughs) Yeah, just as he's about to dive over the counter, you reach out and you bop him on the head. And that's that. (laughs) The big knoll makes a terrifying hyena scream. And he's going to try and glaive you again. So rude. The first attack is a 19. No. Second attack is also a 19. Both no, because my stuff should still be active. Yeah, he continues to stab you, growing angrier each time, but each time his glaive just bounces off your armor, and he's like, Who are you? Just a member of our police force. I say as I'm, like, glowing with, like, holy energy. All right, it's back to Nick Klaus. Seeing uh, another one of the gnolls taken down, Bill is more confident that the police officer has it under control, so he kind of, like, strolls down the middle aisle towards the commotion at the front, Taking another peek over the, the aisle on the left, on his left, to the tieflings, just checking on them. Yeah, they're still there. <laughs> cool. So then he pulls out the magic pistol and gets ready to shoot when he has a, like a clear line of sight. Because I'm guessing right now the police officer's in the way. Or does he have an angle? We can say you have an angle. Okay. Then he shoots over her shoulder, trying to hit him with the, the magic pistol, pretending pretending to shoot him with the magic pistol while shooting Ray Frost. Ooh, that's 11 to hit. 11 does not hit. So he takes aim with the magic pistol, but he's not used to, like, casting with his hand, like, in that position. So it's a little bit off. As the raid misses, he just kind of, like, curses under his breath. And he's like, I didn't get the hang of this. <laughs> yeah, the, the trying to pretend to shoot something while not shooting something uh, makes it a little bit difficult to aim. Here, it's your turn. Okay, how far am I away from the remaining? Just another dude. 30 feet. Hercure will take that 30 feet then and attack with his flame blade. 16. 16 hits. For 12 points of damage. Nice. Hercure, you run up to the big knoll and you slash at him with your flaming scimitar. And it cuts him across his chest slash arm. It's okay, it's cauterized. The flaming sword, the known non-lethal specialty. (laughs) (laughs) Serious. Alright, I would like to attempt to overpower this knoll and cuff him. Are you gonna grapple him? Yeah. Well, I think Nicklaus... He's also he's also not looking too great. I think Nicklaus gave him, like, hexed him, right? That is true. He has disadvantaged on his strength ability checks. Yeah, so I'm going to attempt to uh, to cuff this, this knoll. And I guess that would be an, a, a, an opposed grapple check. Yeah. He rolls either a four... He rolls a four. Alright. This is athletics, right? Yep. Athletics. Oh, I got a nat 20. <laughs> Plus 5, so 25. Justice. For great. For great justice. Also, I assume it would be reasonable that she would have handcuffs on her. Yeah, that's fair. I'll just roll it into, or at least this time, I'll just roll it into your grapple check. Okay. Basically, Sirius, you sense some weakness in the big knoll, and then you jump onto him, uh, pushing him to the ground, and then slapping some handcuffs onto him. I start reading him his rights. <laughs> well, you have the right to make silent, anything you can say, blah, 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 blah. And we're going to leave combat unless anybody else wants to do anything. I mean, if she's incapacitated the last of them, then there's no reason to. Mm-hmm. From behind you here, Kurt, you hear Olivia go, well, that was really exciting. Good thing I can't die again. She stops reading the magazine. I will be going over to the uh, the cashier and, you know, basically saying like, it's all right. It's okay. Everything's fine. I took care of it. Uh, your store is safe. <laughs> I gestured to all the like d- damaged stuff. And then and then I'll also go and reassure the uh, tiefling and her son. In the distance, you hear sirens. Hercules makes for the door. <laughs> Niklaus tries to grab any of the, the magic tech he needs on the way out. Actually, you three, I do need you guys uh, to come in as witnesses to, you know, just, just 
explain like what you saw uh, so that we could put these these three gnolls away, away so they could be rehabilitated to be better people. <clears throat> I think Niklaus will pretend not to hear. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, Olivia walks into a shelf. <laughs> I blink a few times. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, what just happened to the the small child that was with you? At that, like, Niklaus, like, like ha- his foot, like, hovering above the floor, like, mid-step. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he, like, stops and, like, turns. And he's, what young girl? I'm like, your your teenage daughter just, wa- <laughs> just walked into a shelf like a ghost of some kind. That sounds crazy to say. Never mind. But I swear I just saw her walk into a shelf. At this point, Niklaus now is yelling telepathically to Hercure. Hercure, this cop can see Olivia. I don't know what's going on. Well, Olivia said something about if you experienced some trauma or lost something, someone could see her. So I guess maybe that would be it. Uh, It could be. Is Hercure outside yet? As you emerge from the door, three police vehicles float on in. Hitting, into hitting. The... <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing like the front of the store. I was <laughs> picturing three pedestrians getting hit on the way. Like, <laughs> we're we're here to help. <laughs> they do the thing where they open the doors and use the doors as really shitty protection. They pull out their guns and they yell at you to, "Hey, pull, put down the gun." You don't even have a gun. Hercule sort of like freezes and then ducks back inside. Uh, can I can I defuse the situation, Joey? What do you do? I walk out the door and I like, you know, I point to my badge and I'm like, and my hands up and I'm like, it's all right. It's all right. Uh, they're with me. I'm Officer Alanis with Precinct 42. They helped me take down the gnolls that were robbing the store. I'm currently uh, handcuffing them to bring them in for, for questioning and processing. Situation is under control. Do a persuasion check. All right. Persuasion. We're all fine here. Actually, How are you? Actually, this will be a good time for me to use a channel divinity, which... Yes, channel that divinity. Which is Emissary of Peace. So I'll use that, which will add to my... It basically adds to like my persuasion. So I guess a plus five bonus to charisma checks in the next 10 minutes. Wow. So my voice sounds like way more, way louder and more persuasive. <laughs> Authoritative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, excellent. That is... So that'll be a 29. Wow. <laughs> yeah. From behind one of the police cars, you hear a voice go... Oh my gosh, Officer Lannis, is that you? Yay, she survived! <laughs> <laughs> From behind the police car steps out now Detective Valerie Wolf. Ooh, nice. Instead of the usual uniform, she's now wearing a white shirt with suspenders and dark pants and a, a leather jacket, and she has a really metal scar across her neck. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Detective Wolf, oh my god, I, what are the odds? Oh my gosh, Alanis, it's been so long. Oh my gosh, I know. Yeah, so like I was shopping here and then these three gnolls showed up and tried to cause a fuss. But me and these two lovely gentlemen uh, were able to hold them off. And now they're all incapacitated and ready to bring in for questioning. Hooray. We should get lunch sometime, by the way. Oh my god, there's this new imitation food place that's like right down the street from the precinct we have to go oh my gosh next thursday heck yes she signals the other police officers to to lower their weapons and she says well i guess you've got everything under control yep nothing nothing else really going on here crime has been stopped the store is mostly intact (laughs) and yeah we'll just you know once these guys are brought in we can bring them in for processing all right, well, I gotta head out. I'll let you handle the, the processing and the, uh, the post, post-incident report. Yeah, 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 no problem. Have a, have a great evening. She orders some of the police officers to stay, about one car worth, so it's just one or two uniformed officers, and the others are sent along their way. She gives you a bit of a bro hug and then heads out. Love bro hugs. Yeah, I instruct the, the officers that she left behind to help me handcuff the other, the other perps and bring them in. Meanwhile, we cut back to inside the convenience store. The tiefling mom and her son run out, as does the the Soulsmart attendant. And you hear this whole conversation go on outside. Niklaus is looking for the Magitech he needed. Yep. Do a perception check. Perception. Well, I guess first, which ones are you looking for? I'm looking for the cantrip Mage Hand and the cantrip Produce Flame. 
Yeah. Go ahead and do your perception check. It's going to be a 15. Yeah. Amidst all the broken shelving, you, you're still pretty easily able to find the Magitech that you need. He pockets it. And does he see her care like run out and then immediately run back in? Yeah. Because I'm like, I guess we couldn't just leave, huh? Bunch of cops out there. I don't know when we might be able to get out. I mean, we could just play it cool. I remember our uh, aliases. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Niklaus approaches the police officer and he says, hello, miss. Can we go now? Sorry. Can I? Listen, I know. I know it's inconvenient. But could you, would, would you and your friend uh, and your, your daughter be, mind giving just, just a, a brief statement that we can use, which will help us lock these three nulls up to be rehabilitated? I mean, I can, I can give you like a written statement because we got like, we really got to go. Let's we got a thing. There's a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I take out like a notepad, my, my officer's notepad. I'm like, can I get a name for you, your friend and your daughter over there? <sighs> uh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> well, my name is uh, Dyer Azad. I very, like, slowly write this down. Uh, sir, uh, you over there, what is your name? Here, looks around. Uh, are, are you talking to me? Yeah, yeah, you, sir. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Rickmar. Rickmar. And that's R-I-C-K- R-Y. Uh, hold on, hold on. I, like, scratch out everything I just wrote. R-Y. <laughs> C-K-M-A-R. Gotcha. Okay. And just, and ma'am, you, do, do I see this lady or is she still like in the, the shelf? <laughs> She's still hiding in the shelf, so you don't really know where she is. <laughs> okay, this is weird. What happened to that small child that was with you? Hmm? The, the small child who was reading the magazine? I'm not sure what you mean. Do, chi- do you remember a small child, Drickmar? I, I don't know of any small children. I like. Are you feeling okay? I describe her like exactly, and I'm like, I'm pr- like, she ran into that shelf, and I go over to the shelf and I start <laughs> sh- shaking it, I guess. <laughs> she ran into the shelf. It doesn't look like it got knocked over. Can I use my divine sense to try to find her? Ooh, it'll help me find the location of a celestial fiend or undead within sixty feet. <laughs> yeah, you can. Okay, I'm just like in like internally like Tamara. I know I'm not crazy. I saw a child. Help me find her. And you do count to F for everybody on the scene. And I use that ability, which, yeah. I assume maybe it, like, lights something up. Olivia, who's hiding inside the bookshelf, feels a tingle. And it is a very weird tingle for her. <laughs> and she she has, a like, an oh shit moment of realization. And she decides to pop out of the book of the shelf. <sighs> it's a ghost <laughs> Olivia plays it pretty smooth, though. She says... Oh, haha. Hi, officer. I was just in the, uh, the restroom. <laughs> Ma'am, this store doesn't have a restroom. What, what is your name? Um, Olivia? She, as she says that she glances at Hukir and Niklaus a little bit confusedly. We are, or I should say, Niklaus is slowly edging towards the door. I'm like, by the way, sir, I saw you point at these knolls several times, and they seem to have some sort of conniption when you did that and that is very unusual can you explain to me what that was uh i mean the only time i pointed was with the uh the magic pistol you know haha the class does a finger gun <laughs> <clears throat> because the uh the psychic uh attacks were all vocal only so there was no hand movements for those oh but can i joey can i insight Niklaus? do you guys want to contest each other sure fight 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 so, Niklaus, go ahead and roll a deception check, mm-hmm. and Sirius will roll a inside check. I got a 16. 18. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Sirius, it, you're definitely still suspicious, but you're willing to let this one slide. Especially since you've also noticed there's something weird going on with you at the same time. Mm, well, I guess this is just a weird night, generally. <laughs> and, and this is also something that both... He, Hirkir and Niklaus sort of noticed that this police officer is somewhat clumsily also casting magic by herself. She is still shimmering for ten minutes after casting that spell. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Niklaus and and Hirkir now have a telepathic sidebar while she's (laughs) interrogating uh, (laughs) Olivia. He's like, you know she's glowing? I I did notice that. Is that a magic thing? I didn't see her use any magitech. 
while they're having the sidebar, can I lay on hands on myself, like trying to be discreet about it? <laughs> sure. Does any do do you guys want to try and see what she's laying hands on? I mean, we're watching her interrogate Olivia, so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely watching. I don't think she knows that this is magic exactly. She just, she just thinks- knows if she rubs it the right way, it feels better. <laughs> <laughs> Rutro. So she just thinks she's she's just really tight with God, and she so she like puts her hand over like where some of the magic missiles hit, and there's some I guess scarring there, and she just sort of absentmindedly is like you know touches it, and then she's gonna heal for ten, and then it's like those scars are gone. Yeah, uh, we'll just say here, here, Nicholas, you you guys happen to see this. Yep, more magic. That looked like healing. Yeah, the wounds are are gone, but she doesn't That's... look like the person from the pod. No. Also, that person tried to kill us. True, definitely something with magic coming back for casting. Hercules really, really on the wall today. Maybe she was part of a different group before be. us or after. That's true. They could be have been running these experiments for who knows. We might not have been the first. Yeah. Do you think she would help us? I don't know. She seems really into this. She's a, she's a police officer. So she's going to have loyalties to the authorities. And Well, she seems more on the side of, like, what I say? She's a, she's a goody two-shoes. <laughs> Meanwhile, the conversation with Olivia has devolved into a rather complex explanation of economics and... <laughs> So you're saying if I open an individual retirement account as soon as I can. <laughs> Olivia is pretending to sort of lean against the wall, but it's very obviously that like she's trying to prevent herself from falling through. And she's <laughs> she's just like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. You see, you really need that 5% growth rate each year. 5%. Okay. Okay, hold on, let me And you were saying something about you were saying something about mutual funds? We cut back to Hugh here, Nicklaus. So you know, better uh, a cop with the heart in the right place than one of the corrupt ones. That's true. And our aliases don't have any um, warrants or anything, so as far as she knows, we, we haven't committed any crimes. That's true. We still gotta help Olivia, and then... Oh, yeah, I got the I got the magic tech here. Okay, okay. But we gotta um, decide if we want to bring this person in on <clears throat> what's happening, because I don't even know if they realize that they're that, casting magic. Yeah, well, it wouldn't hurt to have someone else, especially with magic. Olivia looks like she's running out of economics topics to talk about. <laughs> Supply chains? What is this? <laughs> well, I don't see any reason to keep the three of you here anymore. Uh, I have all what I, what I needed. I'm sorry for taking up your time. No, no, I mean, I appreciate the help, you know, with those uh, dastardly criminals. Appreciate the, uh, the work you do. You know, some pe- people just need to know that crime's not the answer. Yeah, it was fantastic meeting you. And what was your name? Cirrus. Yes. Well, Sirius, I did want to ask before you left, how did you heal those wounds you had? I didn't see you use any Magitek. Uh, what are you talking about? Well, right there, right? You got hit by the magic missile, like, you know, I don't even know, a dozen times. (laughs) (laughs) But you're not even, you're not even bleeding anymore. Oh, I just have a very strong constitution. You know, I take my vitamins every day and (laughs) diet and exercise. Oh, but it's not even a scratch. She looks a little bit nervous, I think. She's just like, yeah, I guess I'm just lucky. And the whole thing with you glowing? What are you talking about? And she's like very clearly glowing. She's like, what? And then I guess at that moment, 10 minutes have passed. And so the spell drops. She's just like, how was I? And she sort of stares at her hands, trying to figure out if they're still glowing. She's like, uh, I don't know. I guess maybe a trick of the light. I That is weird, though. Let me, I have a question for you. Does the name Tiger mean anything to you? No, I don't know of any tigers. Why do you ask? Niklaus wants to know if she's lying, even though I know out of character that she's not. It seems pretty apparent to you, Niklaus, that she she really doesn't know what you're talking about. Niklaus kind of says, I thought for sure that it must just be a coincidence. There's no way she's going to the same place. Mm, uh, oh, hey, actually, she realizes she ran out of the police station very quickly. And she's like, do you guys, are you guys familiar at all with the area? I'm actually looking for a place and I kind of, and I found out vaguely where the address is, but I left in kind of a hurry uh, and I realized I didn't ask anybody for directions, uh, but do you guys know how I could get to, and then I say the address, like 555 Artoria Street. Hercule looks at Nikolaus like, where, where did you hear that address from? 
oh, nowhere, places, people. Uh, but that seemed to, but it sounds like you guys do know this address. She squids suspiciously. Niklaus looks at- Hercure looks back at her suspiciously. Niklaus looks at at Hercure. We just trade gazes with each other. (laughs) Everyone's looking suspiciously at everyone else. Well, we actually need to get to that same place. She squints extra suspiciously. Are you with Valdivian? No. I most certainly am not. What's Valdivian got to do with anything? Sorry, I- Long story short, here's my backstory. So- (laughs) Someone close to me disappeared. I have reason to suspect that Valdivian might have had something to do with it. I checked their apartment, and I found this business card, and I showed them the business card with the name Arakor and this address. And so I'm trying to find this address to find this person. Do we know anything, recognize the the name or just the address? You recognize both the name and the address. Uh, When you meant Tiger, he mentioned it in episode two. Yeah, Arakor. And uh, Tiger said Arakor was the one that were going to help us, right? Or that was his organization? Yep. Okay. She looks embarrassed. Like she, you know, she 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 feels like maybe she said too much. You said this person that disappeared, they had this in their apartment? Yeah, I've been there a few times, and on the most recent trip over, when I was investigating, I found this business card in their apartment. I mean, you, I mean it could just be that they were taken by fire. Does that feel like that happens pretty often? Oh, that's my worst fear, but I really have nothing else to go on. You know, it's very hard to touch Vire, and uh, I haven't really been getting any help on this, so I I thought maybe this would be a this would help me give me some answers. As the telepathic uh, connection with Hercure starts to fade, I think it's been more than four minutes now. <laughs> Nicholas says, "Well, you think we should go, and I'm sure if there's an issue, they can handle it there." As he says to Hercure. Like out, yeah, out loud? Yep. No. Oh. Yes. Out, out loud. Yeah, maybe she can just help us find it. I have no idea where it is, but I feel like maybe three heads or slash four heads are better than one. Yeah, we can yes. We can go. Yeah. We just have to make a cake first. Oh, I have to file this report first. So how about <laughs> we, we each do our things of equal importance and then <laughs> we meet uh, back here? There's a coffee shop up the street. How about there? Okay, sounds good. Okay. Should we set a time? Otherwise, we're just going to be hanging out there waiting for... <laughs> this is like one of those movie magic things where like, people call each other to hang out, but never actually specify a time. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure we'll each get there at the right time. <laughs> I feel it in my bones. <laughs> okay, after we're both done... <laughs> we'll get the coffee shop. Yeah, yeah, we'll hit up the coffee shop, we'll okay. grab some lattes, and then we'll head out. Okay. 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 Go team. Go team. I write down in my in my notebook that I made three friends today. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia, let's go. Oh, okay. She's like, it was nice meeting you. Oh my god. Oh my gosh, it was nice meeting you too. Ghost child. She mumbles to Hugh and Nick Klaus. Wow, she's really surprisingly nonchalant about this. She seems to have a divine <laughs> and, connection of some sort, so And then she's like, ooh. Ah! <laughs> Niklaus Hukur and you guys head out with Olivia. Not too far away, the three of you bump into Gobzu, Audrey, and Constance. They look a little bit concerned. Uh, Constance says, uh, Are you guys okay? Right as rain. We saw there was some sort of commotion going on. Knowles. Somehow we ended up at a shop that Knowles were attempting to rob. Yeah, that sounds like our luck. Yep. Uh, anyways, did you did you guys get the stuff? We got the stuff. We got the stuff, right, Niklaus? Niklaus pulls the stuff out of his pockets. We also ran into a police officer there that was using magic without the Magitech, and it wasn't a show, so that Every- happened. Everybody's eyes narrow towards you. <laughs> yep, yep. So about that cake. Yep. Yep. What do you guys do? I hold the things out to Olivia, and I'm like, Olivia, I, have, I hereby return to you that which you sought in the hopes of allowing you to find your way again. Amen. <laughs> and I hand back the Magitech. Does it? I don't let go, so it doesn't go through her hands. But I like see if her hands were able to accept it. Does anything happen? Olivia looks a little bit hesitant to accept the Magitech that you're handing out to her, and you can see that there's some tears forming in her eyes. Ghost tears. Ghost tears. 
and she says, Are you sure it's okay? Yeah, I feel like um, you deserved, you know, finally move past this. Get to wherever you were trying to go. She trepidatiously reaches her hand out towards the magitech that you're holding. And as she does, she starts to glow brightly. And even Constance, Audrey, and Gabzu react to this sun shining of bright light and they sort of uh, at this point it's it's evening so it's quite dark each of them sort of try to shield their eyes from the bright light and for them suddenly olivia's form can be seen gobzu is like oh you guys weren't crazy hercure whispers a prayer to uh nature and then says goodbye olivia she says, thanks guys. And then she says in sort of under her breath, mom, dad, I'm coming home. She turns to the two of you and I guess everybody else. And she says, um, if you guys ever need help, I think maybe you'll know how to find me. We'll let you know. Appreciate all the help you've given us so far. Yeah. I'll see you guys around. See you around. Goodbye, Olivia. She disappears in a giant flash of light. The Magitech disappears. And here, here, Niklaus, you guys get this feeling suddenly that you know where to go. Hooray! Back to the coffee shop to wait. Yep. Gotta get that venti mocha frap. <laughs> <laughs> Two uh, pumps yeah, now, and one pump caramel. Now that you guys have money, time to spend it on Starbucks. <laughs> Celestial deer. Celestial deer. Anyway. Yep. Not long after, Sirius rolls in. All right. Hey. Like, oh, where to go? Like, oh, wow, great! How, um, how did that happen? Did- That's not important. Oh, okay, what happened to your, uh, to your, your small friend? She went home. Okay, that's not weird or vague or anything. Um, do you guys want coffee? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get a coffee to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get one artificially sweetened with uh, press digitation. <laughs> yeah, you guys get your coffees and. Audrey, Gobzu, and Constance introduce themselves, though somewhat suspiciously and using their fake names. Uh, Gobzu uses his real name. I'm like, nice to meet you, Gobzu. Nice to meet you, Martha, Kathleen. She, like, looks a little bit weirdly at them as if, like, there's something familiar about these people. <laughs> like, as if some sort of citywide alert went out for these people at some point. But she brushes that off. She's like, nah. Obviously, it was a different name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it couldn't, couldn't be them. <laughs> totally different. Eh, totally different. I'm sure it's nothing. <laughs> All right, shall we go? Let's go. Let us go. We go. For far and up. We, we for sure go. Yep. You guys head out. And now that you are no longer lost, you make good time. Eventually, you arrive at the address, 555 Ortoria Street, and you see a small, run-down, U-shaped business plaza with a small public square in the center. It's about three stories tall, sort of like a small mall, with a floor that appears to be residential. The walls have been long rain-stained, and just even from the outside, the entire building looks a bit damp. Inside, you can see a couple of illusion advertisements blinking, basically the only thing that's illuminated here. And otherwise, it's pretty quiet. Constance walks up to the gate of the plaza, and she pulls it open. And she says, Ugh, shall we? This is your very adequate Dungeon Master Joey. Thanks for checking out this episode of Adequately Advanced Magic. I wanted to give a quick shout out to Patrick, our newest patron on Patreon. If you'd also like to support the podcast, there's a link to our Patreon at adequatelyadvancedmagic.com. On it, you'll find some bonus content and polls on the scenarios for the next bonus episodes. Join us next week as our rabbit friend finally reappears. <laughs> <laughs>